Hello and welcome to today's Grid Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Reed. Joining us today is Mark Donsky, who leads data management solutions at Cloudera, the largest contributor to the Hadoop open source software community. Today, we're going to talk about analytics and how utilities can make sense of and benefit from big data that is coming their way. We'll also touch on security concerns and talk about who exactly owns this data. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Colby. All right, so let's get started. What exactly is big data? Well, so Colby, there are a couple of definitions for this. You know, when I started getting into big data, one of the definitions that I came across was just working with data sets that are bigger than your current systems can handle. Uh, and I think in a lot of respects, that's accurate. But uh, when you get more exposure into the area, I, I would say that big data really is working with extremely large data sets that can be analyzed to reveal patterns or trends or associations that are typically beyond what just working with structured data would reveal. So often it incorporates semi-structured data such as web logs or potentially completely unstructured MP3s, videos, x-rays, genetics. And in fact, all this unstructured data that uh, often becomes part of big data represents 70 to 90% of a typical organization's data assets. And we know that Cloudera is all about this concept of big data, but what are some of the specific trends in data that you're seeing uh, specific to the energy industry? Well, with respect to energy, one thing I should point out, so I, I had the uh, opportunity to work in clean tech for around four years before I joined Cloudera, working on smart grid analytics and big data for the smart grid. And what I would say is one of the biggest trends with utilities is breaking through the silos of you know, traditionally, the distribution group at a utility is responsible for making sure the lights are, are, are up and the power is running. And they have had to rely really primarily on themselves to come up with costly models that often would become out of date after a, just a single storm and uh, be very independent. But now because of smart grids and uh, advanced metering infrastructure, these utilities can start working with real-time data that is actually more accurate and more reliable and more timely than the models they would have come up with. So I'd say the biggest trend that's happening in the utilities is breaking through the silos of distribution being dependent on itself and relying on metering data to make smarter and faster decisions. Do you have any specific examples uh, or, or, or client examples that you can point to of, of groups that you've worked with that have been able to use uh, new technology and use this data to reduce their costs, increase their reliability, increase their safety, increase their efficiency? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a couple of case studies published on our website, uh, cloudera.com, but I, I, one of the most common ones is uh, energy efficiency So uh, and consumer engagement. One of our uh, customers is Opower, where they rely on Cloudera's platform to bring in metering data and turn it into a form that makes sense for end users or, or consumers to really understand their energy patterns. But going beyond consumer engagement and uh, I'd say demand-side energy efficiency. There are a couple of buckets of areas that are really beneficial for utilities to look at. And you actually outlined a number of them. So grid reliability is a big one. Uh, being able to figure out whether it's outage detection in real time or retroactively figuring out what took place at the event of an outage, Hadoop can be really beneficial to correlate geographic information with data coming from various sources, whether it's customer calls, or smart meter data, maybe momentary outages and so on. So that's one grid reliability. Another one is safety. 
transformer fires and smart meter fires or just meter fires, uh, being able to get the temperature information and analyze it in an efficient way is a huge benefit that smart grid and, uh, and big data can provide. Two other related ones that are really energy efficiency but more grid side, uh, voltage optimization. That was an area that I worked uh, quite a bit on, uh, being able to regulate the voltage levels across the grid in real time based off of real energy and energy patterns uh, that can save hundreds of millions of dollars a year in greenhouse gas emissions. And uh, those are savings that need to be passed directly on to consumers in many cases. Uh, and then the other one is uh, power factor optimization. So power factor is often a good indicator of inefficiency on the grid caused by certain equipment that's used at, at customer sites. And with smart grid capabilities in Hadoop, utilities can figure out who exactly is the greatest power factor offender, and in some cases even come up with the justification to change rate cases to better target those people who are biggest power factor offenders. So you talked about all the different ways that, or some of the big ways that big data can help these utilities deliver for for their customers. Um, But the quote that jumps to mind is, with great power comes great responsibility. And keeping track of and securing all this data is a really big responsibility that these companies have have to take seriously. What should utilities be thinking about when it comes to securing their big data? You know, I'd say there are really two aspects of security for the grid. One aspect is making sure that no one can tamper with, with the smart grid and do things like turn off the power for a particular household or, or larger. And then the other aspect of security is data security. For all the information that's being collected, if you were able to look at someone's smart meter data, you would be able to figure out when they're at home or when they're not at home, uh, what kind of appliances they have, uh, and which ones are in use and so on. Uh, a lot of the those are often the privacy concerns that folks have. So on the first part for the grid safety or grid security, each of the smart grid vendors have their own area of focus for security to make sure that the grid is uh, secure, that are FIPS compliant, and so on. And then on the data security side of things, uh, or the privacy concern side of things, that's an area that at CloudAero we focus quite uh, heavily on. And I would say that the requirements there are really uh, quite similar to those requirements from other regulated sectors that we serve, so financial services, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, and utilities, uh, all of these different sectors uh, can collect sensitive data and store their sensitive data uh, inside their Hadoop clusters. And uh, at Cloudera, we're the only PCI-certified Hadoop distribution, and much of that is because we provide leading-edge encryption and key management capabilities for the Hadoop cluster. And uh, that is what enables our customers to ensure that when they store data inside their Hadoop cluster, it's actually the most secure place for them to store it in their in their enterprise. Fascinating. Now, let's say that you're working with a vendor or utilities working with a vendor, and they have access to that data. What can utilities do to ensure that in those cases, their data would not necessarily be corrupted or, or, or held hostage in, in that case? So when I was working in clean tech, often that was a concern that was raised by utilities uh, saying, we don't want our data to be held hostage. And um, it, it's funny, you know, I often thought about that. Utilities themselves are regulated because of their the cost of business for them to uh, be set up. They need to be regulated and they are monopolies in many respects. And there's government regulation to ensure that utilities don't do that, <laughs> you know, so... Now, when it comes to the data, it's clear that utilities are particularly sensitive to these kinds of concerns. 
Uh, now, historically, I would say that you look at the IT assets the utilities have purchased, and they typically would purchase software and hardware solutions from utility-focused vendors that had a lot of domain expertise, but the technology themselves were not focused on open standards, were not focused on interoperability, uh, were often focused on single supplier kind of solutions. And really for utilities to ensure that they aren't locked into particular vendors and they aren't locked into situations where their data is being held hostage and they end up in potentially uh, one case being subjected to significantly high costs of getting access to the data, or in other cases, not even being able to get the data. The way they protect themselves is by working with uh, companies like Cloudera. Uh, you know, we have uh, our main technology is Hadoop. Hadoop is open source. Our Hadoop distribution, Cloudera's distribution, which includes Hadoop, we're called CDH for short, is based on 100% open source and uses those only those technologies that are backed by open standards, meaning that you never have any lock-in to, to Cloudera when you use our Hadoop distribution. So I would say that the best way for utilities to ensure that they aren't locked into particular vendors or they don't have access to their data or their data is held hostage, the way they protect themselves is by working with open source technology such as Hadoop. Now, we've, we've talked a, a, a bit here about how we protect data and how we secure data and how we close data off, but Cloudera really works to support the mission of freeing data, right? Absolutely, yeah. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit on how Cloudera supports that mission? Yeah, so this is very much aligned with what uh, Hadoop is all about. So Hadoop at its core is a highly scalable storage mechanism and a highly scalable and flexible processing mechanism for the data that's being stored. And uh, the idea is all your data assets will be stored in a single location uh, using all the security capabilities we spoke about. And then you can use the right compute engine to analyze the data based on the task at hand. So if you're dealing with structured data, you could potentially use uh, SQL. If you're doing real-time analytics, you could use some other technologies such as Spark or some machine learning capabilities. So first off, Hadoop at its core frees up the data by providing all these disparate types of data to be stored in a single location and then analyzed using all these different technologies that are most appropriate for the task at hand. And there's a, a huge ecosystem of partners that we have. We have close to 2,000 partners. Many of them are BI tools and other analytics capabilities that allow utilities and our other customers to choose the right capability to work with the data. So that's kind of the general background with Hadoop. Now, with Cloudera in particular, I mentioned earlier our open source distribution of Hadoop called CDH. What is particularly important is uh, you can think of each Hadoop distribution as being a curated collection of the Hadoop-related technologies all put together and, and pre-integrated so that it's easy to deploy. And what sets our distribution apart is that it's not just 100% open source, but it's 100% open standards. And that means that each component that we've selected to include in our Hadoop distribution is used by at least one other and backed by at least one other uh, Hadoop distribution so that there is a community backing behind uh, the technologies that are used. And effectively, what customers get is complete freedom of, uh, with their choice of vendor. Now, of course, we hope they'll always stick with Cloudera, but uh, from the customer side, the absence of vendor lock-in is, is a really strong uh, value proposition we offer. Uh, and then finally, of course, there's the broad partner ecosystem. Uh, so you can always choose the right capability uh, and the right tool, and you aren't locked into that single vendor uh, kind of solution where, where your data is potentially held hostage. 
Okay. Um, I want to circle back uh, to one of the topics we were discussing a little bit ago about uh, the smart grid and data security in general. Um, What concerns you about the smart grid data and utilities? Well, so I don't know if I would say that the concern is exactly data and, and big data and utilities, but I would say the biggest concern that I have is that regulation needs to catch up with what the smart grid is enabling. And in particular, what I mean by that is we can look at energy efficiency. And I gave that example of voltage optimization where utilities can very easily deploy smart grid capabilities and big data capabilities to save literally hundreds of millions of dollars in greenhouse gas emissions and reduced energy purchasing or reduced fuel costs without any change to consumer behavior. They just drop the voltage levels down uh, so that it's in the lower band of the regulated range uh, and in real time bump up or bump down based on changes to demand. The reality, though, is not all uh, regulators are incenting utilities to drop voltage levels. And in particular, some utilities might actually lose revenue if they do drop voltage levels. Uh, In California, that's not the case. And in many other territories, that's not the case. But, But I would say the biggest concern is that the smart grid is realizing so many significant potential improvements for for actually the world in general and the environment, but regulation needs to catch up. So that's my big concern. Okay. So what's the first thing a utility should do if they're sitting down to formulate their data strategy? So kind of in line with my previous comment is look for quick wins based on existing regulation. So if you're in a territory where uh, grid-side voltage optimization doesn't make sense yet, likely there is some kind of energy efficiency program in place. And uh, likely Hadoop can provide a lot of detailed insight into campaign effectiveness. Uh, There could also be uh, potentially power factor analysis. If you wanted to come up with a rate case or a rate case justification for penalizing the the worst offenders of power factor, uh, Hadoop can be really effective in uh, doing that kind of analysis. Uh, And then transformer safety. I can't imagine there's any utility that wouldn't want to have better insight into which transformers are overloaded and are potentially going to cause a fire. So those are quick wins. And I've even seen these kind of examples in early proof of concepts where you can bring this data into Hadoop and do some quick analysis, uh, whether it's directly inside Hadoop or with some partner tools such as Tableau or Click. Uh, But beyond that, some other quick wins that I would say, some utilities do have voltage optimization programs in place already. And these programs, I mentioned their significant savings, hundreds of millions of dollars a year, but they also are expensive. And they're typically rolled out on a substation by substation basis. And one of the biggest challenges is to find the right substations where the benefits are going to be the most significant. You might have some substations that are already running on low voltage and other ones that are running pretty hot. Uh, For the ones that are running hot, that's where you'd want to deploy voltage optimization most likely. And Hadoop can be really beneficial in pinpointing which substations or which neighborhoods you want to deploy voltage optimization on to to maximize the benefits of early trials of those programs. Uh, So that's really, the main thing is leverage existing programs. So whether it's uh, energy efficiency or voltage optimization or power factor uh, offenders, all those kinds of things, leverage the existing programs in place and figure out how uh, you can start working with that data and make smarter decisions and faster decisions uh, using Hadoop. All right, Mark, last question. I want you to pull out your crystal ball here for me for a second. Where are we going to be in three years when it comes to big data and the utility industry? 
okay, so we should set an appointment for three years from now and see how accurate I am. Um, but what I would say is there are probably two main trends that I would expect to be fully realized three years from now. Uh, first one, silos still need to continue to break at utilities. Distribution groups are still relying on, uh, I would go so far as to say potentially outdated but very sophisticated but very costly models. And uh, they're only starting to bring in the AMI data. and the So utilities are still far from being fully data-driven using the data that's most useful for, for the particular task at hand. So I would expect three years from now, uh, utilities to be really data-driven and the silos to be broken. So AMI groups will just, as a normal course of business, rely on AMI data to make uh, distribution decisions. That's one trend that I would expect. The other trend that I would expect is that, very consistent with this, is the data will be placed in the hands of the real engineers. So rather than the engineers being focused on coming up with models that can predict what the usage patterns will be or what the energy patterns will be, they'll actually have access to, to the raw data and be able to distill it and make better decisions for, for, the, uh, for their territories that they're serving. All right. I'm going to send you a calendar invite for three years from now so we can uh, check back and see exactly how accurate those predictions were. Uh, This has been a great discussion, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. And you can learn more about big data analytics and the energy industry on the Grid Insights blog by Intel. That's located at blogs.intel.com forward slash energy. I'm Colby Reed. We'll see you on the next Grid Insights podcast.